You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Thule and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey everyone, it's Ralph. And this is Thule. And we're back with another guest. I say, do you know? <laughs> Are you unsure? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we have today with us Jerry, and he is one of our single friends jumping into the trenches with us. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How y'all feeling? Good, good. Good. So Jerry, um, being that I'm just gonna jump right into it. I'm sorry, but being that you are one of our single male friends, mm-hmm. are you dating? I am dating. And how was that going for you? It's going pretty well. Um, I'm happy with the the situation I'm in right now. So, I mean, I can't say much more than that. It's good. Okay. Our guests don't know, but you do have a podcast, and it's um about black men traveling. Yes. I don't want to get too much into it right now, but I just wanted to bring that up to say, so how, how is that with, like, how is your new dating, I guess, adventure? How is that going to mix with you traveling? Mm, That's a, that's a good question. I think I've done a good job to kind of attract individuals and, and select people or a person, we'll say at this point, who it understands my lifestyle, my interest, and it's probably just as adventurous as I am. So I think for me, once you find someone that you can at least communicate with, at least you guys can come to a level of understanding to say, hey, I travel. I might you know, jump up and hit Japan for a month. Are you going to be OK with that? And it's not really a question. It's just this is how things are. So not a question about whether you're going or not, but just more so a question of are you going to be all right? and if not, then what? Bye-bye. It, yeah, if not, this probably isn't going to be a long-term thing that you're going to be interested in. Like, whether you see me in your country, your city, whatever, ultimately, I'm a pretty transient person. And it's best I communicate that as early and as clearly as possible and let you be an adult and make your decision. Okay. Okay. So and I want to refer back to something you said. You said not people, but a person. And I like how you corrected yourself. So does that mean that you are exclusive? I am exclusive in in my dating right now. Yes. More power to you, my brother. I appreciate that, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Now, was that a conversation or was that just assumption? No, no, that's a conversation. Again, communication. Like I've I've had several experiences, you know, dating and girlfriends, all that sort of stuff where communication was not strong. This time, listen, I spent some time working on myself, read some books, saw some fucking TED Talks. Like, you know, communication is is got to be number one for me. That's my priority when it comes to spending that sort of time and energy around a person. With you seeing that, being that communication is that big for you and you said you read books and basically worked on yourself into getting, you know, better. So when you do date or like where you are now, what can you honestly say is one thing, you know, you need to change to be more successful in this relationship? I think uh, it's this principle that I, I think of as uh, radical honesty. And there's a phrase that somebody shared with me years and years ago that you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. And while I think that sounds very fairy tale-ish, 
I'm willing to take that risk more often than not. Like, Hey my, this is what's on my mind or, Hey, this is how I felt when you did this or, you know, even expressing things like, what are your likes? What are your dislikes? I am very direct normally, but sometimes in relationships we shy away because we think, Oh, if I say the wrong thing, this person is not going to feel affectionate towards me or they might leave at this point, you know, fuck it leave, <laughs> you know, because um, these things are, are, are things that matter to me. And um, if there are other ways to see it, I want to hear your point of view as well. But they need to be put out on the table so we all have the same context for the situation we're experiencing together or choosing to experience together. So you would consider that something that you need to work on, maybe the harshness or? No, just, just being that upfront all the time. Oh, OK. Maybe kind of like pull it back a little bit. Uh, no, I noticed I was pulling too many punches in my previous relationships, not, not thinking through how I really felt, you know? So sometimes, you know, especially, you know, you might overreact to certain things. It's like, wait a second, Jay, why are you so upset? Or why do you feel a certain way? Get your thoughts together and present this to the other person to, you know, hopefully have some sort of open dialogue about it. Right. So you're formulating what you want to talk about rather than, I guess, holding back in certain areas, right? Hey, this is what I really want to say. So let me figure out how I can deliver it and not be an asshole. Right. With that being the goal, rather than, you know what, I'm just going to hold on to this and, oh, they're going to hear it twice as bad next time they slip up or next time something, you know, happens. Right. Okay. So with you kind of like learning from the past, which a lot of people do not do, what can you say for some of your pet peeves that you kind of uh, acquired through dating pet peeves for the other individual yes well i'm just saying just through dating you just realize okay i hate when women do this yeah um (laughs) (laughs) we're really diving in here i'm I'm looking like we were really diving in here um glad i'm married (laughs) <laughs> right and i'm on the other end of this damn ralph i thought you liked me shit I <laughs> it's no it's okay it's okay it's okay i think um listen men and women are engineered to be different and that that's part of the attraction you know someone has something or or an you know a sensitivity i find women are sensitive to energies where i'm not i just i love the challenge so it's difficult for me to say that i have pet peeves with women outside of communication and and telling me what you want. One of my pet peeves for sure is when um, women try to outthink you. So let's say she doesn't think I like something or she's like, oh, Jerry, you have a busy day, so I'm not going to ask you for what I want. I was like, listen, I'm with you. So because I fool with you like that, let me make the decision. Don't take the ability to make a choice off my plate because I'm willing to go out of my way for you. That is one of my, that's a pet peeve. That was very good. <laughs> that was very good. That is him working <laughs> on communication. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, a, I, I can see that. I can see that where even um, not trying to be malice about it or not, you know, not thinking that you're doing that. I can see where someone would be like, well, I know he's busy because he said he had to do this, that, and the third today. So I'm not going to ask him if he wants to come with me to lunch or just, you know, get out real quick for a quick bite to eat before his next, you know, appointment or whatever. Right. Where you would make the time to do so. But if I had just opened my mouth and asked. Yeah, that's that's like I think I have that quote on my board. Closed mouths don't get fed. 
closed mouths do not get fed. And it lets me know where you're at in terms of our communication, because I appreciate the compassion and the empathy and the sympathy that so many important women in my life have. But that part right there, I need you to be 100 percent you first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what you need, because more often than not, then we get to a point at the end of the day where we're catching up. Oh, how was your day? I'm sharing my day. And I realized something that you wanted to get done didn't get done because you didn't ask for it. And I had the time, you know, schedules change, things happen. People can make time for those that are important to them. This is true. So I know that you're dating someone now, but what is the one thing that you would want her or the future person that you date? What is the one thing that you will want a woman to possess that turns you on? A hundred percent confidence. If you don't feel good about yourself, if you don't feel good about what you do, if you don't feel good about how you do it, if you don't like how you look, I need that confidence because I bring a lot of confidence to the table and I don't really have a lot of insecure people around me. So if you're going to be in that romantic proximity, I need you to feel good about you so we can both keep rocking together. That was wonderful. Right. Definitely. Yeah. That insecurity shit gets on my nerves. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, I feel sometimes like these these the way we raise our women or educate them or socialize them, we kind of encourage that. So they seem timid and weak. It's like, no, I need someone who feels like they're a boss or wants to be a boss and is making those strides on a daily basis. Not just saying it, not just acting out, but really putting that investment in herself, because that's the only way we're going to line up because I'm doing that for me. Are you attracted to alpha female? (laughs) No, they they annoy the crap out of me. (laughs) you you like the i guess the middle ground because then you don't like them too confident no no i think it's it's just breaking it down differently like i think there's a dynamic between uh being dominant and being submissive between any couple that could be hetero couple that could be a woman a woman a man and a man whatever however you identify there's a someone who's kind of taking the lead and someone who's willing to be led you don't need two leaders in a couple. That doesn't make sense. No. To me. Right. You want right. confidence, not control. Exactly. You can be submissive and confident and still run shit where you run shit. That's that's what I'm looking for, because I'm dominant and confident. So you feel that all alpha females are controlling. I would feel that way because I in that terminology, I'd be an alpha myself. Um, so you're controlling. That, yeah, I, I exercise a high degree of influence in the places where I can. <laughs> I was very honest. Right. Very honest. So here's the reason why you can't be controlling, because that's me. <laughs> and both of us could not do it. So thank you and goodbye. Right. Right. And that's not for everybody either. Everybody can't be that that quote unquote alpha. Everybody can't be taking the lead. It's just not how everybody's engineered. So you need to find, recognize who you are and seek for somebody who's either going to compliment that or energize you um, towards you being your best self. I'm with that. Couldn't say it better than myself, my brother. You need somebody to enhance who you are as an individual. Yeah, we should should be better together than we are apart. That's the point. Yeah, but a lot of people miss that point. (laughs) A lot of people miss a lot of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Right in their face. Um, so let's kind of like stay on this. So for you, mm-hmm. what would be a requirement to be your girlfriend? Ooh, damn. <laughs> See page six. 
Right. I don't I don't think I wrote out the manual that far. I mean, <laughs> you got to check the table of contents real quick. Oh, please. Right. Well, here's the thing. I, I've dated and I've been in, in close, like committed, intimate relationships with a variety of different types of women. So for me, there's man, there's there's got to be potential in you. There's got to be something you're striving to accomplish and achieve and that you're working in some way for. You don't have to be a superstar, you know what I mean? But you have to have some ambition for your own life. If you don't have ambition, we probably don't have that much in common at the end of the day. Wow. Okay. So as long as we are ambitious. I mean, that's that's key. I'm dominant. sure it's more than that, but Yeah, dominant. Can't be dominant, um, but you can. You got to be confident. Yeah, and and want something for yourself. Again, like I see a, a relationship, a couple, a, a committed relationship, is us being better together than we are apart. So you know, we came as individuals into the situation together. So if you're not trying to make your own life better, don't rely on me to do that. <laughs> you know, um, I can enhance it, but I can't provide that engine for you. So you have to have some level of ambition, some some desire, something you're trying to fulfill in life. Otherwise, long term, it's just not going to work out. Right. Right. I agree with you there. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they look for relationships to make everything better, to make the sun come out, to make the rainbow it's just like, I know once I have this, like everything that I'm depressed about or that I'm feeling bad about, it'll be better because I have this part of the puzzle. Right. Right. And a lot of I mean, there's a lot of tropes in our society and our culture that Jerry Maguire, you complete me bullshit. Like, mm -hmm. no, y'all taking that way too literally. <laughs> like, don't. Don't rely on somebody else to accomplish your dreams because ultimately they're the most important person in their life, just as you should be the most important person in your own. Right. But right. babe, you had me at hello. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> right. I think I do. Again, then that's what I said. <laughs> Damn it, I missed that signal. <laughs> Gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> but not too quick because she's going to talk about you again. You don't want that. I support Tuli. I support. I'm team Tuli. <laughs> you do. Too. You do. You have his back. <laughs> All of her friends have have my back. And that's why I'm here. Then you win it. Yeah. I won. <laughs> that's the real power play. Right. So, Jerry, being that, well, not that you've never, have you had a girlfriend before? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So, with that, <laughs> with that being said, that judgment. have you had your heart broken? I've never had my heart broken. I've been wow. I've been in the friend zone for sure. I've uh, had some disappointing situations, but someone who just left me tattered and the way people <laughs> talk about that sort of shit, like, bro, life goes on. Life goes on. And there's literally plenty of fish in the sea. There's literally no, especially when you start traveling, you're like, oh, wait a second. Shit's not popping in Dallas. Let me move to Chicago. Shit's not popping in Chicago. Let me move to France. Like there's options out there. It's just, are you willing to explore them? Right. A Mediterranean fish be hidden. Okay. <laughs> right. How do you know that? Huh? Uh huh? Are you, do you think it would happen? You know, Ralph, being the sort of person that exercises influence where I can, I'm doing air quotes around that. <laughs> I kind of I kind of wish it would happen be, so I would know what the fuck everybody else is talking about. 
You know, shit sucks. We're bitching and we're moaning because we are hurting. Right. It hurts. Shit sucks. And I'm <laughs> right. a cancer. That shit really sucks. <laughs> right. But like, I, I just want to feel, I want to be able to relate, but I also want to know, like, what the hell y'all talking about in these songs and shit? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and you a musician, you like, man, I'm like, I'm a trap artist. I don't know anything about this, these love know. songs and shit. This very white shit. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, cause it's such a, it's such a common theme and I just want to know what my experience would be like, because it, why, why not, why not be so vulnerable to the point that you could have your heart broken? That would be, yeah, that's significant. That means something. Well then I hope it happens to you. I appreciate that, Ralph. You're just the sweetest. <laughs> You're very welcome. I mean, it does change you though. Like, I feel like you look, you, you tend to look at things in a different perspective. Um, How you- so? I don't know. You 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 can finally feel that vulnerable side to what you know love is. They, they say it's better to love than lost and never loved at all. And I can see why because that feeling of being in love is just amazing, right? Um, so and then when that's taken away, you're like, damn, how do I get this again? Because it's such a great feeling. And being, but then you get scared. Yeah, but then you get that's to the point where you're like, well, I don't know if I want to be that invested because what if the next person does the same shit or they dog me out. Yeah, it's like you want the high, but you don't want to use the needle. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's why you're smoking skank-ass weed. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm looking for high grade, not this Reggie. Exactly. So it's like you, you really want to get this high so bad, but you don't want to go through the process of what you had to to get the high because then the high may go away. But it's like, I still really, really want this high. So I'm trying to figure out a means around to getting the high, but not be fully invested to where if the high is taken away that I'm impacted like that again. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Like for me, like I've gotten my heart broken. I've gotten dogged out, whatever you can think of. But for some reason, I don't know where I picked this up from. When I go into a new relationship, I just like a new slate is just like I just clear that whiteboard and we start anew until you do something (laughs) to add to that whiteboard and then you are gone. So (laughs) but I always come into a new relationship just fresh because I wouldn't want someone to judge me off of what the previous woman had done. And I'm like, well, that's not me. So I don't think that's fair for me to do that to somebody else who hasn't done anything to me. Mm. That's mature. That's that's probably why you're successful now in your relationship. Oh, no, that's because I beat my husband. Already <laughs> 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 has nothing to do yeah, with I have it. a permanent pledge process. OK. Yes. Um, body shots. Everybody body shots. Um, Shout out to men in, in uh, situations of domestic abuse. I feel for you. People don't champion <laughs> y'all enough, but um, yeah, get seek help if you need help. Yeah, and no, they're fine. They're loved. I get, and and we're gonna go back to that point. I think for me, the biggest struggle I had when I started the next relationship was fearful I would fuck it up. You know, normally I would be like, oh, I'm fearful to go in and she mess it up and f me over, but ultimately. I'm fearful of the relationship because, you know, I might see something in this woman. Oh, she's great. But I'm so scared because I'm nervous that I'll mess this up again because I was really good at doing that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But but here's something I want to ask you guys. Like this whole love feeling, and mind you, I'm a thinker. I I read a lot. I, I take in a lot of information, but love sounds different to every single person. Nobody describes it the same way. So how do you guys even know that you're in it? Objectively. Like talk to me okay. about some science shit. So <laughs> I'm gonna go first because mine is very dark. So and then, you know, Tulia probably have something to bring us right back up to a lighter side. <laughs> so this is how I know that I'm in love, not just care for someone, but I'm in love with them. Mm-hmm. I envision them dying. And if I get emotional in that thought, then I love them, that I'm in love with them. If I don't, then we're still in whatever that is before. That's it? Mm-hmm. Wow, because they canceled Lord. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles off the TV when I was a kid. I cried. <laughs> Was you I were in love. You were in love. Wow. Lord That's Jesus, deep. she just said, if you die, then I know I'm in love because I got emotional. <laughs> I care. I care that you die. If I don't, if I don't get emotional about you dying. Now y'all understand so, my marriage. Wow. You said what? I said so now they can understand the marriage. Just not even Jesus. But you see me cry about you dying, so you know that I love you. When all the clouds show up and you see lightning strike down and you explode (laughs) and I cry, cry. I'm in love. I will cry. (laughs) (laughs) That is it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Mine is a little different (laughs) and it's not as dark. Okay. I told you mine was dark. I, I told you that. That's fair. And that's all you, Ma. I love it. Yeah, so I've been in love a couple of times. And every time that I was in love, the one trait that has stood out from every woman is, is I've allowed them to challenge me. Um, I've mm. accepted that challenge. And with Ralph, it was just a whole nother level of challenge. Like, she challenged me in every way to where I felt so uncomfortable. And I had no idea how to respond and this was like the first time that I knew that I was like, yo, I like really care because I'm I'm trying not to respond in a way that's being an asshole because I'm, I'm very receptive to what she's saying. Um, and, you know, that was, but I don't like the way I'm feeling. Right. I was like, I don't really like this feeling. But at the same time, you know, the sense of uncom- being uncomfortable means that I'm growing. I'm allowing this pe- person to help me enhance me as an individual. So that was a big piece of it. But like I tell her, I told her everything. Like I tell her everything. Like when we were dating, I got, and we kind of ended it briefly and I was dating other women. Like I was telling her about all of them and I have never done that before. I was like, yo, why am I telling you all my business? This is crazy. Like I'm giving you, I'm volunteer and I'm volunteering a lot of information. She's not pulling it out. Like, yeah, I'm not asking. I'm giving all like, it's like my community service for the week. Like, here you go. <laughs> it's my Where's the judge? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, those were the signs for me that I knew that I was, you know, falling in love or was in love at that point. You know, most people are like, oh, you know, I got butterflies and blah, 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 and this and that. Yeah, that, that comes with it, but it's always the things that are the hardest to change that have changed for me due to her. Yeah, I think um, I think it was Jada Pinkett who said, like, love does not feel good. Like, love is uncomfortable. Love hurts. <laughs> love is not what people try to make it like this fluffy, good feeling like that's the honeymoon phase. That's the lust. 
That's just the excitement of seeing them. That's the butterflies. That's the anxiety of like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see them. Love is when y'all are like basically, you know, no pun intended, but in the trenches together, when that person has hurt you and you're still willing to be there to work it out, when you see them, you know, go through a traumatic time and you still want to be there for them. You know what I'm saying? Like right now, it's just like for us, the growing pains of meshing my separate life, his separate life together and all of the like headbutting that we do and trying to make what we have together work. That's love because when I tell you, I'm I'm the first one to put my track shoes on and lace up and be right on out. <laughs> and to be here and stand with this man through all like the BS and everything that we have to go through, that is love. Love is not like we holding hands, walking down the street, going on trips. We, you know, taking pictures for Instagram. That's not love. Yeah, right. I think yeah. I think everybody would really do well if you guys promoted that. And don't don't be ashamed about the in the, in the trenches part. You're like shameless plug in the trenches is what the shit is. But we have this romanticized like I used to think for the longest that Disney ruined a whole generation oh, of women yeah. for me. Because oh, they did. Yeah. yeah. Was, no, this is real stuff. And I definitely relate to what you shared, Tuli, that, you know, wanting to sit in that discussion, and that engagement where you feel uncomfortable, where you know you're being challenged as a man um, with your values and how you go about stuff like that's real bring make love practical you know what i'm saying hashtag make love practical right <laughs> um, <laughs> right when that's going into that then what are your non-negotiables Ooh, non-negotiables <laughs> <laughs> why is somebody ask you a question you have to bring <laughs> right. hold on let me get my asthma pump Right. He's like, oh, my God, <laughs> uh, because, you know, I, I go about things as as organically as possible. Ralph, you know, my story too. He knows my story, but I've traveled around the world. I'm transient. I travel. I do what I want when I want. So I don't put a lot of thinking energy into stuff besides doing what feels good. Um, so my non-negotiables would be, you know, if being around you causes me anxiety or stress or I, you know, where I feel tense or uptight about just having a discussion with you, that's a non-negotiable. I don't need things to add stress into my life, even though we might have slightly difficult situations that we're working through. I don't want you to become a new source of anxiety in my world. That's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. That's it. Is that enough? <laughs> I mean, for your lifestyle, it probably is. I mean, you're not looking for much, but you can see, like you said, if you can see the potential, then somebody has a shot, right? And if it aligns, then you can grow with that individual. Yeah. And I mean, my lifestyle is set up to the point where I could get I've literally gotten a text message at 6 a.m. saying, yo, Jay, we got a gig in Africa in a month. You down? That's it. I'm going. So when it comes to understanding my ambitions, respecting and appreciating your own, I need equal space on that. That I guess that would be a non-negotiable, you know? Well, see, now we got two. Shoot, keep digging. You might get fifty, but these are the main ones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm really simple. I'm I'm not complicated in that way. I don't have a checklist. I don't have a you know an ideal. I, I've dated all across the spectrum. It's just I need to feel I'm understood. I need to have a desire to want to continue to understand and learn about you. And from there, we should be able to rock for for a good minute. Yeah, and I think that's the one thing I don't understand on why society believes, you know, they say men live simple lives and women have a laundry list of shit 
that they want a man to do. But a lot of my homegirls, the things that they want are they're not like astronomically difficult to have as a man. But like lame cats who got average game in the bed, who got average ass careers, who got average looks, be bagging. Look at who Serena's married to. I mean, my man owns Reddit, though. That's crazy. Yeah. Hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. I mean, he might be the man, though. He might, you know, he might be lifting her up in the room. Probably not. She's probably reversed, but you feel me? I mean, it could be. Right. right. That's his personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> She's on top when they do missionary. Right. P90X all night long. <laughs> up. But then, like, he might be lame outside to the person looking in, but he may make her feel a certain way that to, you know, she doesn't see any of that. Yeah, but all you gotta do is listen. That's it. That's the simplest skill set. Listen, my guys, listen to them. You know what I'm saying? It's exceptional because yeah. most guys just cannot do it, but a woman will take a thoughtful, funny guy overlooks every single day because they tend to listen. All day. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny. They always say nice guys finish last. I mean, like, yeah, until you get to your 30s and then you're going to finish first. <laughs> right. Women it's realize true. that they've been it's dating it's the wrong true. dude for 10 years and they're like, oh, I've been wilding out because I've been skipping over the guy that would complete me because I'm looking for the dude that I feel is what I need when it's really what I want. Right. Yeah. Now, going back to listening, I saw a post today on Instagram and it was saying, you know, it was it was it was a man who's married and he's talking to other men. Um, and he was just saying, you know, don't be so quick to think you know what your woman wants. Be quick to listen and let both of y'all figure out what she wants sexually. Mm. Because a lot he said a lot of men are so confident in like, oh, I know how to do this that, and the third. But that may not work for your woman regardless of how long y'all been together like he was saying she's forever changing so why don't you just listen and y'all figure this out together as she's evolving yeah yeah i feel that that's 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 based off communication though and i think when you have communication as one of the foundations of your relationship or your you know intimate uh engagements with people that's that's mando it's everywhere. It's, you know, what kind of food do you like to eat? Where do you want to go to happy hour today? What kind of show do you want to go to? How was your day? What do you like in bed? Like, it's all across the board. When Where you do you like penis? I understand. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. No, no. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there are less options for where penises can go than happy hour spots. So it should be easy, right? <laughs> this is true. You know? May not be as fun, but it's true. All right, unless you just you just want one close to you. I just you know just put it on my ankle. It'll be it'll be all right. <laughs> so when it comes to sex, have you ran into I guess a woman who wouldn't allow you to be that guy to be thoughtful, be that guy to give her everything that she wants? Oh, oof. yeah, you dug into a deep one there. You know, everyone's got a, everyone has a different sexual history, a sexual past, um, a different set of sexual experiences. And I, I'll say very briefly that I haven't always had the easiest experiences in that way. Um, some people I've been with have had some traumatic experiences. So I think in some ways, until that stuff gets resolved on your own, nobody can be 
that match for you because there's just some stuff you might be still processing and working out due to traumatic experiences. And that's totally understandable. Hmm. I've been there okay. you know, back in the day. I've, you know, you, definitely women out there that have had it a lot more than people assume too. And then when you yeah. try to go that route and you think it's something that you did when it's actually something that has happened to them in the past. So exactly. Freaks you. I mean, that so how did that me come out. out? Well, I mean, cause think about it. You say it's somebody you really like, and y'all starting to get intimate and, you know, clothes coming off. And you might get hot and heavy and they might just freak out and lose it and just stop. Or it might have a moment because maybe they've been raped before. They've been molested and they have, haven't resolved those problems. Those are like traumatic experiences that will absolutely freak you out as a man, especially if, you know, you're being respectful and you're thinking that this is what we should be doing. Somebody freaks out like that. That's definitely yeah, and can, can, can we rephrase that? Would you guys mind if I rephrase a little bit of what Thule shared? Um, sometimes people have triggers that they're not aware of, and that can happen whether you've had a traumatic experience, and sometimes not. And sometimes you don't recognize a trigger until it's right there in front of you. And that's a very real thing for men, for women, in all kinds of situations. So, so sometimes it's a very, that's a reality uh, that you can encounter. So my question is, so in, I guess, usually these conversations ha- happens once the trigger has happened or does it like sometimes happen afterwards where we're just kind of like having that awkward moment and then it's like okay well you know what happened and then there's like nothing I just don't want to do it again and then maybe later on when they've had time to think about it, it's like okay um, I didn't want to say anything but you know this happened to me before or I, I just for some reason feel uncomfortable with this like how does this conversation yeah, happen? I'll say both for me I mean I've seen both yeah, I've also seen both. And okay. sometimes it can be still such a a real and vivid uh, reliving of a, of a traumatic experience that they might not even wholly understand what's going on with them. And then you feel a certain way because you feel uh, not insulted, but you feel attacked about, you know, what you were trying to do as, as a, with good intention. And sometimes there's no communication. I mean, that's another reason why communication is the baseline of, of everything I engage in now. So what what happened afterwards? You know, some continue to hold on to it till they, you know, some have to seek help for it or maybe they've been holding on to it and they've been trying to tell a parent and telling a parent is a way, you know, a weight off their shoulders. You never know. Like it, it's so and many ways. So have y'all stuck around to, I guess, see how the end result happened or like, do, do you ever get to have, I mean, I'm going to sound insensitive, but do you ever get to have sex or is just something that you kind of like, we just leave that off the table and, you know, let you work through this. And then, I, you know, we continue to get to know each other and let's just not even deal with it right now. Or is it like, do we need to even date anymore until you figure this out? I'll say I, I haven't had those experiences because you can relate it to something like somebody might have a fear. Like they don't like people, uh, let's say, uh touching their arm in a certain way with a certain degree of pressure because they have a fear or they don't like being hugged because they just have a phobia or they're sensitive around their neck, something simple like that, mm-hmm. right? Let's take the, the violent part out of it. It's, it's a thing to be open with communication about. And now both parties are aware. And in my experience, it's, it's been okay. It's, it's been okay. But you got to talk about it. Like both parties have to feel like they're in a safe space to express themselves and be valued um, so that, 
you know, we can progress together. But for me, it's never been just a cold stopping point. You know, I don't believe in discriminating against uh, partners because of their their past. Yeah, I agree with Jerry. Um, You know, maybe it doesn't go the way you want it to go, but, you know, you stay in touch. You know, you you feel like you just want to be there, somebody to speak to. right? You don't you don't want to give the advice or you don't want to push them to do it because, you know, you could ruin a friendship or you could put them in an even worse place. But I have seen it, you know, I'll just listen to a girl, you know, I was like, you know, you do whatever you feel is right, blah, blah, blah. You know, and eventually she got to tell her father and, you know, he didn't, you know, discredit or anything like that. He was he was being the father that you should be if a child goes through an experience like that, you know, wow. and now she's married and you got kids and all of that. So it's, you know, just to be there for a person and everybody's the time a season or forever or never. Like they always say friends are friends come in seasons. And, you know, we remain, we weren't super close, but we were friends. And then she kept me updated and it was, it was cool to see her go from that point or it was not cool, but it was a, it was good to see her go from that point to where she is now. Like, cause you, you cared about her and you wanted her to progress as a person. Right. And I think you also recognized that, is it wasn't about you, right? <laughs> you know, they're going through their own thing, and and to be able to provide that 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 soundboard, that sounding board to to help them move in a way that was more positive, like that's what this is all about. You know, helping each other get better. With you being so direct, mm-hmm. have have you ever had to defend yourself as not being insensitive? I I haven't defended myself in a while. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I am who I am. And sometimes, you know, I can be misconstrued as, as a jerk or as an asshole, but generally those are people who don't understand me well, because at the end of the day, I care or I'm empathetic to the point that I'm willing to hurt your feelings in the short term, because I believe you'll have success in the long term uh, by me sharing that feedback with you. We all have our, our gifts and our talents and mine is one yeah. where I can, I can be critical. I can be exact. I can, I judge better than most people I know. But at the same time, it's to get you to a point. I want you to be better. I grew up in an athletic environment. I was a D1 uh, scholarship athlete. Like that's the environment I came from that made me what I am. And some people could really just use a swift kick in the ass to make them realize that they're bullshitting or really not being accountable to their dreams. Amen. Benediction. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I do have one question and I just didn't want to ask that question um, after uh, the last conversation that we just had about um, the sex thing, um, because it's kind of raunchy. So now that we're past that, where with you traveling, where is the best place You've had sex. Ooh, okay. Um, we in too deep at this point. Good, great. We were in deep. Um, have you heard of these four-wheeled vehicles uh, surrounded in metal called cars? Anywhere there's a car, I'm pretty comfortable. I think so. I think so. Um, actually, I used to sleep in a hammock. <laughs> and that what? was, yeah, I, I lived in a hammock for six months. Where? In South Carolina. Go figure. What? I actually had a hammock inside of my apartment. This is funny. Yeah, I I drilled holes straight into the studs in the walls and I hung up a, a, they're called a um, Mayan hammocks. It's like something that they used, that they live and sleep in down in South America for generations. And it was made for two. And that's probably some of the best sex I've had because afterwards you take an amazing nap. Got 
I'm gonna go get me a damn hammock. What the hell? <laughs> what is going on? This is crazy. Like you didn't have so a bed, you just had a hammock. You had. Oh, I had a bed. I chose the hammock. <laughs> I like weird shit like that. That's kind of cool. That's what it's all about, bro. I cannot believe the best sex you had was in South Carolina. <laughs> Out of all the places that you've been, <laughs> I, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, I was waiting that. for Africa or. or he was like, you know, I lived in Paris, but this hammock back in Anderson, South Carolina, though, it is popping. <laughs> it depends on how you look at this stuff, though. I'm an adventurer. I'm not a. I'm not a vacationer. I'm not a tourist. So just because you have the Eiffel Tower doesn't mean nothing to me. Like who you here with? Yeah. Does she have rhythm? No, no, no. She's from like, iffy. They clap on the one and three. It's iffy. <laughs> <laughs> but like you go places, and just like how you say you're not like a vacationer. Like when you go, you are. First of all, you're staying for a while you embrace like the culture, the food, the language, everything. So I would think that, you know, this may be my mindset because it's different. Yeah. You know, it would be some kind of exotic or whatever, but uh, yeah, I was just thrown off by that. <laughs> don't be fooled by the hype. Like don't be fooled by the hype. Cause ultimately you're there with a person sharing a moment, but I don't, the Eiffel tower don't mean shit to me. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, don't be fooled by the hype. But here's here's the thing. There's so much that goes into how we fetishize other cultures. Not, I mean, and that's a little bit of, of what's going on with even that question. You still deal yeah. with people. But think when you think about Africa, what are the first, what's one of the first three things you're going to think about? Um, Greatness, because anything with melanin. All right, keep going. Next. Okay. Um, big everything, big penis, big butts, big breasts. Wrong. Next. <laughs> well, that's really all I had in animals. In animals. So. <laughs> yeah. Life. I mean, let, let's let's get down to the to the real culture where we're talking about the mix of of traditional uh, heritage and religions and ideas, class with technology, religion, uh, mm -hmm. health epidemics. Yeah, that's what I was that gonna too, say, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that's real. Right. So, I mean, how comfortable yeah. are you going to feel when you know that the level of education might not be present, that there's a lot of stuff with the, the culture and society in certain areas? You know, I've been in progressive African cities. I've been in non-progressive African cities. And when it comes to sex, I would rather just keep my dick out the water. <laughs> uh, excuse me, you got a bottle of water here? Uh... But guess what? I feel the same way when I go to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the water is kind of harsh here, bro. Yeah, so like when you, when you, when you actually, I feel like I just care about my sexual health that way. You know, I'm not going to put myself at risk just to have a moment. Like, nah, I want to, <laughs> I want to have many more moments in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I manage my risk. I think this is good because it also uh, shows women that not all men just want to have sex with everything. Yeah, not all y'all women are good at sex, so get over yourself. Man, exactly. We're <laughs> <laughs> not trying to smash. We're not trying to smash. But if you're from South Carolina, okay. <laughs> We're not trying to smash everything, just every other thing. Right. Right. You might be shaped like a shoebox. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, SpongeBob ass. <laughs> you won't find that in South Carolina. <laughs> you might be you shaped will. like a spear. Okay. No. <laughs> okay, well, Jerry, let's get into you. 
No pun intended. <laughs> okay. Okay, so let's talk about this podcast. Yeah, my podcast. Yes. Okay, you want me to do it or you, you got questions? You got more questions, Ralph? She got more questions to no. me? What's going on? Yeah, I think she does, but she's going to let you live for the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, because this was, this was something. I appreciate you, though. Uh, so my podcast is called Point Noir. It's all about encouraging and equipping men of color to craft their own life story through travel. So I've been an adventurer, and I realized there was no platform, no podcast platform, where men of color could share their stories and where other men could feel that traveling was a dope thing to do. So I find these stories. I feel I'm a Pokemon trainer. I'm out here just collecting these stories, got to catch them all and uh, giving them a platform to share. And we also sponsor Man of Color Get His Passport every single month. So we're investing in the community. We're investing in black men. And I've been doing this longer than I've been in most of my relationships. So it's pretty dope. Wow. Then this is great then. <laughs> if that's the case, this is one. Yeah, right. You're, you're on your way to marriage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. marriage, marriage is a game. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And where can people find you? So we drop a new episode every Tuesday. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Those are our top three platforms. And you just type in Point Noir, P-O-I-N-T space N-O-I-R. And um, listen to the show. I think you'll find a lot of interesting stuff in there. Men of color are so underrepresented when it comes to travel. A lot of you guys are probably familiar with the black travel movement, all these millennials making these amazing movies across the world. Mm -hmm. Women are crushing it. And shout out to the sisters for doing their thing. But, you know, there are guys out here traveling, too, you know? Yeah. And like how you said, when you see those groups, though, it's like 30 women <laughs> to one man. And just like how you said, it's, it's just I don't know if it's just because a, a lot of a lot of men of color do travel. But it's I don't think it's as much as women of it's color not, do. And I don't know I don't why that it's is. publicized as much. And we have different priorities. I think, you know, mm. women are more like, well, hey, I want to experience the world. Men are like, hey, I want a Porsche. <laughs> well, no. well, I was thinking you were going to go from, for more like, hey, women, I want to experience the world where guys are like, hey, I want to experience the women in these different places. Yeah, I mean, as a guy, I guess that could be your intentions. But I mean, the world is beautiful. There's so much other shit that people. What do you mean you guess you're a man and you travel and you know that's what you used to do? What do you mean? Like, I would go to another country to try to smash? That's what you're saying? Am I speaking French? I guess so. Parlez-vous français? I don't... That was never my intention. Like, I was... Like, I like to travel in general. It was never like, hey, I'm gonna go to see who what we got to offer here. Now, maybe specific places are a little more, you know, <laughs> hey, come see what we got here. But for the most part, like, I've always been in, like, geography. I was always fascinated with you know, the different cultures and just different things that you see in the world. So that's always been a fascination of mine. Yeah, I love women too, but obviously I'm married now, so I don't really care about that. So I'm trying to go see the world. Well, I'm not saying now because if you do it now, you die. <laughs> but I'm just saying before, when you were single, I mean, as a single man, you know, that's kind of like, yeah, when you go on that guy's trip, you know, <laughs> you're not, you're not oh, like, let's I think I think we're talking about different types of traveling too. Like, if you're going to China, if you're going to right. uh, yeah. 
even Thailand or, or Africa or Europe, that's a different intention versus just popping off to the Dominican Republic, which a lot of men of color do because we yeah. trade well abroad. But now you're talking about travelers versus tourists to me and sex tourism is a form of tourism. So I think most men of color don't do it because we think we have to provide and, you know, lay this foundation, stay in our career, stay steady. I know I got into, the, into that trap myself, but when it comes to really you know, spreading out across the globe, most men really aren't doing it. Well, no, I wasn't trying to say spreading out across the globe, but I'm saying most men of color, what you pointed on, they're going to take those trips, the ones to Jamaica, the ones to Dominican Republic, you know, those trips. And a lot of what, even listening to your show, not a lot of men of color, like there are women of color, go abroad like you have done in the men on your show compared to the number of co- women of color who have. And I'm just trying to figure out why that is. Like, are we getting a different message than y'all are? Or what, what's happening here? Why it's, we'll stay with, you know, the, the men of color will stay to the Caribbeans, but then, you know, we're in droves going everywhere. I, I think that's true. And I think it might speak to curiosity or that, per, you know, wanting to provide, like staying in corporate, corporate's tough enough. <laughs> I've known, uh, you know, sisters in corporate who have not hired men of color because they thought they would be in too intense of an environment, too vicious of an environment. So I think we're trying to hold our own, you know, trying to do better than our parents. But if you travel into the Caribbean, you know, let's take the Dominican, for instance. If you've been to the Dominican five times and you don't speak a lick of Spanish, you're not really a traveler to me. Touche. Yeah. You, you just not, you know what I'm saying? You, you going down there probably for a specific reason, but are you engaging with the culture? Are you learning about your history? Are you learning about all the uh, enslaved people who, you know, 90% of them were down there before we even came to North America? How are you engaging with the culture? That's, that's a whole different uh, discussion. So w- there's not enough of us doing there. There's not a lot of us doing it. This is the only podcast that highlights men of color and there are multiple for women, multiple. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, think it's, they are. It's society yeah. too, right? How many black men are in prison? Right. Well, I mean, there's still a lot that are, right. aren't in prison, but you know, you do the ratio. It's way more black men in prison than black women. Environments are like men are built differently in general, babe. You know, this is the whole conversation about what are you supposed to do as a a man, as specifically a black man. You know, you're already behind the eight mm-hmm. ball because you're black. Right. Now you have to be hanging around the right individuals, like you said, birds of a feather flock together. You don't want to be around individuals that ain't up to no good like because that's exactly what you're gonna fall into you're gonna be doing all the things that don't promote you being a better individual so you want friends that are trying to do shit out here because together y'all gonna that's gonna motivate you that's that friendly competition that's the shit that you should want to be around like maybe it's not even the corporate thing maybe you just like damn my friend got his he got his shit together i need to get my shit together so i can do go do cool shit too you know, I, I think I think that's part of it, too. I mean, I'm not saying that's what it is, but I think that's part of the reason why you probably don't see as much travel from a black man as a black woman. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of factors. And, you know, also one is when we're traveling, you don't see us. You don't get to hang around us, you know, at your happy hours or we're not out here buying tables at at clubs or buying bottles like we're out traveling. So sometimes those contact points, if you don't know somebody, uh, a black man who travels, it's a good chance you might not unless you're on Instagram or a platform. You can see people who have interests that are different than yours because we're too busy traveling. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it. social media helps a lot. Now you see all these people roaming the world and doing 
like dope shit and you're like, man, I want to do that. What does it require for me to get to a point where I can go take a trip to Tokyo or, you know? Yeah. So um, th- that's what it is. It's promoting this perspective, giving a voice to these men of color and investing in men of color, because there's just so much against us when it comes to the media and the news and everything like men. You know, there's a lot of companies actually or programs that sponsor kids. And while I totally support that, who's sponsoring uh, a black man in his mid 20s or a Hispanic man in his mid 20s to say, hey, you too, brother, can go out here and be somebody. I believe in you. That's hella important. I agree with you. Yeah, because right. that's not happening. I mean, I think we're the generation that should be changing that. I think you probably see a little more of it now and maybe you don't see enough of it. So it's probably a mixture of both. Let's make it a big thing, you know? Yeah. OK, Jerry. So do you have an Instagram. I do have an Instagram. My personal Instagram is Jerry the third, J-E-R-R-Y underscore T-H-E, the number three R-D. And you'll see some of my adventure photos. You'll see some stuff of the business that I run, um, the trips I've had and things coming up. And then my podcast is at Point Noir Show, P-O-I-N-T-N-O-I-R Show, S-H-O-W. And then you'll see all of our podcast guests. You can scroll through them, see the people who've won passports. We've sponsored seven men to get their passports up to this point. And um, we actually have some events going on too. So we have an event coming up in February where we're going to help you get your travel life together. It's going to be dope. Yes. Well, that's going to be wonderful. So we'll get more information on that. And um, did you want to? Hey, so babe, do you have anything else? Nah, for man, Jerry? we appreciate it. This was a fun conversation, very insightful, and I mean intellectual. We went everywhere with this shit. We did. I'm here for it anytime. I, I think learning how to connect better with people, learning about yourself, it's it just makes life richer. So I'm I'm glad you guys had me on, and I could share something of value for y'all and your audience. You know, I, I rocks with y'all heavy. We podcast friends. <laughs> No, we're podcast oh, family. Ooh, look at you. Oh, I'm a cry. I'm vulnerable right now. <laughs> but Jerry, I do have one more question. And I ask everyone this question before they leave the trenches is what advice would you give to a single person wanting to be in a relationship and be married? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the obvious question, and I know I've I know I've been like, oh, that's a you know gasp or whatever every time you ask me a question but first thing do you want to be married and why Mm. and then you need to work on yourself because the better you know you the better you can communicate to another person who you are your needs your desires your ambitions and that's going to make things work a lot smoother it's very frustrating and difficult to get in intimate relationships with people who don't know who they are and it's okay if you're figuring it out but that also deserves to be stated so we can all be on the same page and see where this can grow together but first ask yourself why you want to be married. It's not the answer for everybody. And it might not be the answer for you. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Drop the mic. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I just appreciate y'all and the opportunity to share. Like anytime you guys have something going on about relationships, I think it's fascinating. And I think we can do a better job, just like you guys are, of, of sharing information, real life situations of what to expect when you're, you know, with others and, and trying to progress your life. Like it's a great thing. So yes. <clears throat> That was wonderful. Um, babe, you have anything? No. Nope. Think- Thanks again, Jerry. This was awesome. I appreciate you both. Appreciate it, Tuli. Thank you, Ralph. So until next time. Peace. See you tomorrow. Peace.